0: This is the KPMG Investment Management Perspectives Podcast. In today's episode, we'll learn the top three issues C-suite executives of 1940 ACT funds and business development companies should think about with the new administration. Hi, I'm Matt Giordano, Deputy Practice Leader for KPMG's Public Investment Management Practice and an audit partner in our Boston office. With me today is Marian Fowler. Marion's a partner in the Investment Funds Group at Kirkland & Ellis and also a former Senior Special Counsel to two different Division Directors at the SEC's Division of Investment Management. And I had the pleasure of working with Marion for over five years at the SEC.
1: Hey, Matt, it's great to see you.
0: Thanks, Marion. So as we begin to settle into this new Biden administration, we're starting to see where Congress and the SEC's priorities may lie. Thinking about the moves that we've seen in the early weeks of the administration, if I'm a C-level executive for mutual funds or business development companies, what are the three things I need to make sure I know about this administration and need to focus on?
1: Great question. The three things I'd be most focused on if I was at the C-suite level right now would be, one, Hill and executive branch oversight and concerns about the markets, two, ESG, and climate-related issues, and three, valuation.
0: Yeah, so let's take those from the top. Private markets, it's been a concern of the Hill for a while. Um, There's been significant volatility in the market. There's been a real debate from both Congress and the media about the GameStop issue. How do we expect that those concerns will filter down through the market, and what can we expect to see from the SEC and Congress – about those issues?
1: Look, Congress is very focused on market volatility right now, and its impact on retail investors, both in public markets and in private markets as well. You know, in terms of the GameStop issue, Congress is already calling for hearings on the volatility of the stock, on hedge funds, short sales, and online trading platforms, and pauses in online trading platforms. And ultimately, they'll be looking very closely at what the impacts are for retail investors. Uh, We've seen Congress, the Hill, and Senators really focus on the asset management industry in the past few years and post Dodd-Frank Act, you know, and what happens is that the focus from the Hill feeds into administration and regulatory changes and actions. I think a prime example of that is in the fall, Senator Warren issued letters to private fund sponsors asking for data about private prisons. And fast forward to last week when President Biden issued an executive order halting the use of federal funds for private prisons. These concepts and conversations are all interconnected. And I think we'll see that flow through the SEC, whatever comes out of the congressional conversations that are happening now. Other focus areas from the Hill, I believe, will be pharma, use of PPP, immigration, social justice diversity and inclusion, uh, and climate, of course. President Biden has already issued a number of executive orders on climate and racial equity, and the Hill is similarly focused on these issues. So at the 1,000-foot level, I think we'll absolutely see heightened congressional scrutiny and oversight of the activities of the SEC and other financial regulators on these issues and of asset management firms themselves.
0: Thanks, Marion. And a couple of things that you mentioned, just around ESG. And that was one of the topics that we talked about earlier. So ESG, it's important to us as a firm, I'm sure it's important to you guys as a firm as well. Uh, just it's, it's in the social fabric of what's taking place right now. So when we think about investment strategies in, in advisors incorporating ESG into their investment strategies, what should they think of and what should C-suite executives think of when it comes to ESG?
1: question look all roads in my opinion point toward more regulation and regulatory monitoring of esg i think we could we all know that interest in esg from the investor base is growing uh, not just for retail investors but institutional investors have a heightened interest in esg and esg funds at the sec we can already see shifts toward additional focus on ESG. Acting Chair Lee uh, has just announced the new senior policy advisor focused on ESG. And she's also said in, in multiple speeches and public statements that she's very focused on ESG and climate risk in particular. I think pretty noteworthy is Acting Chair Lee's language around climate risk. In one public statement, she referred to climate risk as what she believes to be systemic financial risk. That's really important terminology because systemic financial risk really harkens back to Dodd-Frank Act. And I think that lays the foundation for the SEC to collect more ESG data from fund managers. I also think that we'll likely see a more active FSOC under a Biden-Harris administration, then it was rather dormant during the Trump administration, but I think we'll see more activity from FSOC and by citing the climate risk as a potential systemic financial risk that lays a path for FSOC to be looking into ESG as well. I think we may also see some direct impact not just on issuers themselves and disclosure around ESG for issuers, but also for asset managers. The acting chair has said that she would like to think about and consider and potentially require rules for investment advisors to maintain and implement policies and procedures governing approaches to ESG, and that those policies would really describe how an advisor would assess and implement a client's ESG preferences. And another active uh, uh, SEC initiative is really at the SEC's Asset Management Advisory Committee level, where the subcommittee on ESG just in December proposed recommendations for issue or disclosure on ESG risks. And then there is, of course, the Division of Asset Management's request for comment on the use of ESG and mutual fund names. So I think taken together, this really showcases the SEC's and continued focus
0: on ESG. Thanks, Marion. It's interesting. I think ESG will continue to evolve and grow. And I think that this is an area that we'll continue to focus on as a firm and just as a society, which I think is great. So that leads us to the next question or the next next topic that you brought up, which is valuation. Valuation near and dear to my heart. You and I spent a number of a significant amount of time on it when we were on the staff together. Where do you think the SEC will go from a valuation standpoint? Do you think we'll see an uptick in the number of enforcement cases around valuation? Do you think we'll see an uptick in the number of uh, OC deficiency letters or just a focus around valuation?
1: Yeah, valuation has been a focus at the SEC. I expect that to continue. Look, in my practice on exams, we've seen... Division of the Examination staff really drill down on fair valuations, and valuations have been named as part of examination priorities in the past year. And then we ultimately saw the SEC's new fair valuation rule uh, be adopted. We also saw the enforcement action uh, against ICE data PRD. So I I think it's been a focus, and I think that it will continue to be a focus, uh, particularly in the Registered funds world with the new fair valuation rule, I think at the C-suite level, people should be thinking about what does implementation of that rule mean if an investment advisor is deemed a designee for fair valuation determinations under the board and what board oversight will look like with that piece of the rule. Matt, I know this is something that you think about on a daily basis. What are you seeing with your clients?
0: Yeah, Yeah, A couple points to mention um, to play off what you just said. So I think the first one is the the valuation rule. I think that boards uh, really will continue to focus on the valuation rule and make sure that they're performing gap analysis as to whether or not what they're currently doing today is in line with what we see in the new rule. One thing with the rule is that it has an 18-month tail, right? So it seems like a long period of time, but that time goes by Quickly. So I would say if you're a board member or a C-suite exec, just make sure that you're paying attention to it and that you're, you're really all over it. From a client standpoint, we continue to see questions from the Division of Exams around valuation. I would say when I started at the commission in 2012, there was more of a focus area on policies and procedures around valuation, But we're really seeing the division of exams dig into, you know, what are the inputs over these level three values? And you can see the experience of the examiners increase, and the questions are much more deep than we've seen in the past. And I think we'll continue to see that um, under this current administration as well. So, Marion, in closing, it's been great to talk to you today. Um, We really appreciate your insights and thoughts, and we look forward to seeing what will come out of this administration. For our viewers, thank you for joining us. We'd really love to hear from you and hear about what you're thinking. Please feel free to reach out to me or anyone at KPMG uh, if you have any further questions. Thank you.
1: Thank you.
0: Thank you for listening to the KPMG Investment Management Perspectives Podcast. For more information, go to listen.kpmg.us slash imperspectives. And be sure to subscribe to this series to be notified of new episodes.